Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 67th session of Guru Bodha with Dr. M. B. Gurajasar and Dr. Raghuram sir. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. And this class is made live available for EZR the weekly class subscribers. If you have not subscribed, please go to easyarvada.com slash video dash classes. Uh, kicking off today's session is uh, two ingredients which are quite similar to each other and which even confuses uh, you know, many other doctors. Is what's the difference uh, in the effects of consuming curd versus buttermilk? I ask because an Ayurvedic doctor uh, had suggested using buttermilk instead of curd for a constipated patient. Any other conditions where buttermilk is preferred over curd? It's a very interesting uh, uh, subject, this particularly the curd and uh, buttermilk. But uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we need to understand we are living in such a era that we are changing the basic definition of curd and buttermilk. You ask anybody, in my practice, I have asked many of my patients about the buttermilk. They don't know what exactly the buttermilk is. What they do is simply take some portion of curd put water, shake it well and it is called buttermilk for them. This is not buttermilk, that is entirely a watery curd we can call it. There is a typically buttermilk is the one which is subjected for manthana. There should be some churning and after churning it should get separate the namanita, butter. Then whatever remnant is there that is buttermilk and that buttermilk is having a particular type of qualities. It is kashaya pradhana and it is slightly amla and it is uh, constipative and it is lagu in nature it is help in stambaka and it is very good to the uh, bacteria of the gut it helps in digestion so many things have been attributed whereas the curd itself is shiddha because of its basic nature it is guru in nature it is going to cause abhishandhi in shrotasas so we need to understand constipate it won't directly cause constipation with this honey i mean uh, curd is capable of causing a stambana type of action in the micro channels of the body which is very very important the kafasthana is there or the bodily movements are there that those things will be blocked or partially blocked or totally blocked by this so that's the reason we, we say that don't consume the curd in the night, I don't consume the curd alone, I don't consume the curd in particular diseases like that. But buttermilk has a better absorption rate and it is lagu in nature and it can be used in a good quantity. But we have got many other curds available in the market like a curd with, uh, without them in as, uh, traditionally what they prepare curd, that is one thing. The other thing is by adding the powders of um, Vitania coagulans, Vitania coagulans, that powder has been put into the, the milk and after it's done, it becomes curd and it becomes a very thick curd compared to any other one. It's very abundantly used, this particularly, they call it as the Jamanika powder, very typically it is used and of course there are many methods of doing it, the curd prepared in particular type of vessels or mud or earthen vessels and they are more uh, good in taste, something like that. And entire India, I mean, particularly the northern India is uh, very much fond of lassi. They make a lot of other things and put into to that there are many other ingredients. And it is mostly kafakaraka. So it should be taken in a peculiarly particular time of a day or particular part of the year or rutu. It should not be consumed in a rampant way. It is going to cause kafarogas. So it's very, it should be very typically. We need to understand that the difference between the curd and the buttermilk. Basic thing is curd is guru. 
बटर मिल्क इज लघु कर्ड इज आम्लम एंड मधुरा वेर एज बटर मिल्क इज कषाय एंड अम्ला एंड वन इज हैवी टू डाइजेस्ट द अदर वन इज इजी टू डाइजेस्ट सो वन इज ब्लॉकिंग दी श्रोतसेस अदर विल नॉट ब्लॉक दी श्रोतसेस so these things we need to understand going through the benefits and i just enlisted the benefits of carrot and benefits of both both carrot and even uh, buttermilk is explained as grahi so and uh, yeah, carrot like we said has sour sour taste sometimes sweet also but as buttermilk is sour and astringent uh, combination and coming back to the question here because i suggested using buttermilk instead of curd for constipation technically it is wrong a person one who is constipated where if buttermilk is continuously used it helps in more constipation it it will want to increase the constipation it, it should not be taken in that sense yes because curd is explained as grahi here and also takra when we come to that astringent dominant and grahi and moreover it is lagu takra is moreover lagu yeah. if it is guru and adogami then it will help to go down but it is lagu it won't go easily so thereby it also helps to become constipated it causes vibandha also curd is usually used in in, in penis like running nose as a remedy again some amount of grahi guna is used there sir i mean not really definitely penis in penis there is a watery discharge is there in that condition it is usually used that it becomes a thick mucus once it becomes thick mucus once again curd should not be used uh, thanks sir and uh, i also found uh, this is very similar to what we discussed this is as per charakta samhita uh, sutta so sama 27 chapter you know everything is quite similar uh, to what we have already discussed and bhav prakasha uh, typically explains different types of curd uh, one is mandadadi and then swadudadi and all and uh, one of the interesting things that i found is uh, mandadadi is incorrectly prepared curd or say immature curd which does not have specific taste so it is not good it can increase volume of feces and urine he says and can aggravate all the three doshas so this is quite common in many of the ayurvedic preparations if they are not prepared or if they are under prepared and we use it it could it would cause uh, you know it, it could aggravate all the three doshas just similar to how in the thailapaka or the you know preparation of herbal oils if you undercook it and water remains with in the oil it would it would be not perfectly done and it would again increase all the three doshas and another thing is that purely generally uh, it is told i mean curd is told as uh, you know all the hotness etc but uh, if it is purely sweet curd bahaprakasha explains it as vrushya aphrodisiac increases medha kapha vaha and then vatagna balances vata dosha and he explains it as madhura vipaka so and ratta pitta prasadana against bleeding disorders whereas sour curd can potentially increase pitta uh, any comments on this sir now here we need to understand there are two important gunas which is guru and ushna they are much contributing to its actions so it has a beneficial effect as well as negative effect depending upon the condition where it is used a person one who is already weak in his body and requires nourishment to initially that will definitely going to help him but later stages are a person who is the kapha prakurti and it also one who is increased pitta and definitely the dadi which is a little bit of a soreness will going to increase the condition it is not going to support his conditions so we need to understand where exactly it can be given how it can be given for example see it is wherever there is bleeding tendency particularly in case of uh, uh, for example piles 
are hemorrhoids where there is a bleeding raktaja arshas in those condition definitely uh, people are used with uh, particularly curd with harindra mixing as a tablespoon of harindra and a little bit of cumin seeds roasted cumin and it is taken and it is going to help to stop the bleeding uh, coming to swadomla which is sweet and sour combination again it can potentially increase pitta dosha clearly with the sour things coming out you know and making it uh, bringing its action very much clear and clearly sour curd is uh, you know classically how it is explained so and another question that i had was that uh, uh, you know takra is used in the treatment of hemorrhoids but it is grahi and potentially it can cause constipation so how uh, it is sir for example takrai with chitrakai is told as a uh, remedy in arsha see very typically when we are what is the samskara or the combination what we are going to make that is also has to play a role so when you are um, putting something like a chitrakai or something like that as a teevra ushna it will definitely break open the conditions so it won't allow that other things to perform so that depends on what are the combination what you make as a simple without any samskara that is a samskarita or a krutha uh, takra is definitely going to increase the constipation it is not good it should be samskarita then only it will supporting the condition it may be bleeding condition of parshas or anything so i would no. like to add rajne, that i think yes rajni i would I, on the other hand i would like to suggest you you are free you joined i would suggest that you make yourself free and join the session every time sure i will try <laughs> okay thank you so what uh, i i would like to add few point here i think in uh, bhav prakasha or uh, sharangdhar it is a uh, four type of uh, takra is mentioned that is uh, one is takra another one is bholaka third one is charchika and fourth one i don't know they have divided based on the water we should is in curd for example one part curd and 16 part water means it will become another thing one part curd and eight part water means it will become another thing one part curd and four part water it will become another thing so what we drink today nowadays in whole india is charchika it has only water what explained in ayurveda is takra is totally different than what we are eating as guru raja sir already told in beginning right so that i will share four types based on uh, how much water part we should uh, take and another uh, in same shloka they have divided based on uh, with butter and without butter once you churn the curd the with butter with butter the buttermilk quality is different and once you remove the butter it will be uh, have other quality so butter is there means you have to use in another disease if uh, without butter you have to use in uh, another disease and uh, one more thing i would like to add there are only few things which are told auspicious in ayurveda pavitra one among the pavitra things in ayurveda is uh, uh, this uh, curd in uh, in uh, my gujarat when uh, i when we travel to far place our grandmother uh, give us curd to taste it is uh, because of auspiciousness because if you taste curd and you travel the big work or uh, journey then you will be safe that's what uh, in our culture we believe and we also found reference of uh, curd as uh, this uh, pavitra in charak samhita if you if you read uh, the the shloka there is one uh, shloka pavitra means auspicious thing that's why we put in uh, puja and uh, there is one more reference of in morning when you wake up you have to just uh, see the curd or cow ghee when you open the eyes 
that will keep you long life for 100 years this also we have reference in ayurveda so another thing uh, already guru raja sir told that uh, rena in rhinitis jirna pratishaya or pinas uh, we have to use curd so why we have to use curd in this uh, disease only dahi dadi has a uh, abhishandhi action and we have to use it with uh, maricha maricha has a pramathi action so dadi will accumulate uh, all the secretion in nose and uh, if we give with maricha it will throw out means out of the body so that is the reason why you why we use uh, this uh, dadi in uh, this jirna uh, pratishaya or pinas that in the in charaksamita chikitsa sthana elaborate explanation regarding azitis and is a very keeps on giving many remedies uh, one is like buttermilk which is not very thick which is sweet not not sour and which is free from fat is useful for patients suffering from udara roga and then if the patient is suffering from sannipatika udara where all the three doshas are involved as it is with all the three doshas you know then he should take buttermilk along with prayukshana or also called thikattu ginger black, black pepper and long pepper and yavakshara and rock sindavalavana rock salt and then patient of vatika type of udara again uh, buttermilk should be taken with pipali and rock salt is explained we have all Uh, you know uh, lunch about management of ascites uh, associated with liver cirrhosis elaborately with the help of uh, guru rajesh so do you ever use or consider buttermilk in them sir definitely i use buttermilk in them because where typically it supports the intestines in intestine absorption will be improved by using buttermilk buttermilk will increase the proactive or pro biotics in the body it helps to absorption so buttermilk is very good that's the reason in many conditions like ascites as well as ulcerative colitis or irritable bowel syndrome ibs in in these conditions buttermilk is one of the important disposal at our hands the other one is because of this reason and it is highly beneficial in these condition acharya charaka has given a one preparation takrarista very typically which is made of buttermilk and it is very good for the atisara pravahika grahani and this type of condition which are all related with the small intestines and the large intestines so very typically it works or behaves or um, its karmakshana is somewhere in pakwashia it's very good for those conditions so definitely i use them in uh, moderation with that patient required for the purpose of absorption particularly in case of udara patients and do you recommend it on a daily basis or uh, at, at what stage uh, whether the, when the when the client is on milk only diet or later and it is a milk only diet along with that takra is allowed and it is very clearly said bhojanante kim peyam bhojanante takram peyam so takra is the one which should be taken at the end of the meal that will going to improve the absorption as well as digestion so that's the reason i suggest them and once if it is if the person is going taking only buttermilk I mean um, only milk then if buttermilk is given that it will helps to digest the, uh, the milk as well and get the absorption of those proteins into the body yeah thank you sir and uh, ragaram sir buttermilk is Uh, so very important that in the uh, charakas chikitsa sana 15 chapter in grahani uh, like mm-hmm. he keeps on praising i think six or eight lines are dedicated in that chapter uh, just to praise uh, buttermilk and you are experienced with buttermilk and care please absolutely see there are many people who take uh, buttermilk there are many people who take curd uh, just rightly pointed out uh, the differentiation should be made we should uh, educate the people i to have been telling my patients that just uh, 
adding water and uh, just shaking it just like a milkshake uh, adding uh, water to curds and shaking it and making it uh, uh, buttermilk and calling it buttermilk is not a buttermilk so the proper way of usage the proper understanding of uh, how exactly the takra or the dadi works how different uh, how do, see uh, patients don't need uh, uh, classes they need just a basic education about those things what they contain and other things so whenever uh, a question arises from the patient definitely we need to tell so initially what i do in my practice is i take the list of uh, what what average food they take like for one week monday to sunday what uh, foods they are taking and what foods are okay with them and what foods are giving reaction to them what foods uh, uh, the body is rejecting so these things it will become uh, so it is always better to take an average week diet or 15 days diet like how many chapati servings you take how many rice how many buttermilk servings how many curd servings you take uh, in a week so if daily one chapati i'm taking one into seven that makes seven chapatis in a week uh, one bowl of rice how much so 200 grams of rice into seven once i take rice so it makes around uh, one po- uh, 1.4 that is 1400 grams of rice so this calculation also helps us to tell and what is the reaction what foods are generally reacting in their system so that indicates a systemic rejection of certain foods if it is there some people will tell uh, doctor so many people are telling i should use curds but when i use curds i'm facing these problems so alternate structuring we, we should see as a uh, uh, if they can be structured, as our uh, Rajnikanth also said, uh, maricha or something which is having uh, different properties can be mixed and given. So there are different compositions or different things which we add and change the structure of a dadi and takra. Likewise, we need to do. Uh, Dr. Hebar rightly pointed out uh, the grainy uh, chikitsa. So that was one, one of the quotation I just wanted to tell. Tasmat takra prayoga ye jataranam a beautiful quotation from Charaka. Uh, here he covers a wide spectrum, a syndrome itself. So Udara, he covers Tasma Takra Prayoga Ye Jataranam Tata Arshasam. Vihita Grahani Doshe. Whatever Takra preparations you are using in Jatara, that is Udara Rogas, whatever you are using in Arsharoga, all those things can be used in Grahani Rogas. What Charaka did not mention here? Three big diseases like Udara, Arsha and Grahani. Three big ones. Most of us will have one or the other forms of these diseases. At least a basic Grahani at some point of our life. One or the other forms of Udara. So some something related to the Udara and Guda. So it's covered up to big srotas there. Mahasrotas itself in that particular context and he's telling that Takra preparations can be used in this wide range of uh, disorders. Uh, Takrarishta also rightly mentioned by Gurudasar in the very next context. See the Palashruti there. There is Shota, Gulma, Arsha, Krimi, Prameha and Udara. So again, uh, there is a lot of uh, appraisal given to Takra. So Takra has its own weightage. Dadi has its own weightage. So where these things should be administered in the clinical practice that is left out to the purview and also the analysis of uh, the physician. If we can do those things and if we can have a ready reconor so as to advice very simple things uh, with what takra can be mixed up or bridhi can be mixed up in case the person is having intolerance we need to see about very importantly the food intolerances nowadays uh, what i have observed is many kids in homes they are reluctant to this uh, takra uh, 
Gurudasa rightly pointed out at the end of the food, uh, the thakra or the majge, and now what we can, can call it as a majge in Canada. So that was a uh, that was customary. So in most of uh, the families nowadays, uh, kids especially are very reluctant towards this uh, buttermilk or the curds uh, to have them at the end of the food. So uh, probably something, some customized or designed things like uh, some decorative yogurt and other things are taken. But the classical uh, takra, the classical uh, dadi, whatever it is, that they're, they're a little bit re reluctant. There, the family table uh, system should be changed. So parents, it is the responsibility of the parents to introduce those foods, uh, good foods, to the kids and uh, see that it becomes a part and parcel of the family food. So these things, uh, as I said, uh, takra has its own weightage. Very good appraisal uh, has been given in the different contexts, big syndromes, big group of diseases. Udara itself is of eight types, if we take so many types of Udara. So Grahini, so many types again. And uh, when we take Arshas, so many types. So we are covering a broad spectrum of, uh, in a way, we have a ready-made diet which can be prescribed in these diseases. So whenever I look at Arsha or Udara or uh, Grahini Vikaras, I just think of uh, Takra. So we cannot miss the Takra in the scheduling of diet for uh, the patients suffering from these disorders especially. Apart from that, we have plenty of classical references where and when and how to be given and with what it should be mixed and uh, at what time and what season it should be served. If we can follow all these etiquettes, so I think that these two are uh, very wonderful. The intro given by our Gurraja sir, this is a wonderful topic, but uh, differentiation between these things, the knowing the properties is a big thing. So if you can know and implement them, if you know the etiquettes and where to administer, where not, do's and don'ts, I think uh, these two are wonderful part and parcel of our diet which needs to be thought so whenever we are advising some things attachment or detachment with these things and how and when to do so that we need to plan up very well while advising the dietic uh, protocol for the patient uh, one more uh, point i will add that the as a physician we must see as the main culprit of the majority of the disease main culprit of the majority of the disease due to its abhishan the guna i will give an example acharya charaka has a uh, giver told dadi is abhishanda and abhishandi guna will take down the dosha from uh, coast to shakha once your dosha is increased but it is in uh, coast you don't have much problem in this state if you are taking dadi or if you are taking curd then the dosha which is seated in coast it will go to the shakha. It means your disease is uh, getting deeper and deeper. So two things in Ayurveda, it has to be, uh, it is told that these two things will uh, take dosha from uh, uh, coast to shakha. One is uh, dadi and another one is doing exercise in ajirna state. This is a very beautifully Charaka has told that if you do these two things, the uh, increased dosha or aggravated dosha from kostha, it will pass to the shakha and the disease will become uh, deeper and deeper. Yes, it is right because of the Abhishandi guna, because see, it will be entirely, once it is ama is produced in abundancy, it yes. will try to move in all the directions. So once it leaves the coast and enters the shaka, and during that period, if Abhishandi Guna, if the Dadi if is consumed, it is going to block the channels. So doshas yes. which went to the uh, shaka won't come back because there yes. is a uh, closure. So that closure is caused by the Abhishandi Guna after Dadi. That's the reason we should not use the Abhishandi Guna Yukta Dadi in particularly, particularly those conditions where there is Bahu dosha yukta or increased kapha or increased pitta conditions like that. Otherwise, in vata conditions, to some extent, we can use it. But once the lakshana changes, we need to stop it. Or we need to use 
samskarika dhati. It is not a plain dhati, we should take it. We need to go for the samskarana, adding uh, pramati dravyas, like even adding the jirakar, adding the hingu, or uh, something like that. Accordingly, we can use it. Okay, one more reference I would like to add in Charak Samhita Sutrasthana while explaining Dinacharya, Adhyaya. Uh, what Charakaya told is uh, we should not eat the curd after sunset. Yes. And if we want to use before sunset, then plain the curd we should not use. Either we should add amlaki churna, either we should add uh, honey, or we should add uh, sugar or sarkara. So this is the main because nowadays uh, majority of the child will be consuming plain curd throughout the day. So they will be having a kushta and all. So better we advise them to add black pepper or ginger or honey or cow ghee in the dadi and then take. And after sunset, not even by adding, never we should consume dadi after sunset. So this is the basic point. Thank you, sir. Going going through the questions here, there's an interesting question that it's kind of a modern day problem here. Navnita is removed beforehand. Also like the the Question is asking about the asking about the like if if the milk is fatless and then if it is churned, will that give rise to akra? First of all, the fatless milk is not milk at all uh, in terms of like at least definitions and qualities mentioned in Ayurveda. I mean, it is that in a whole milk, then it is curdled and then it is churned and then it is uh, you know. Uh, one fourth of the fat is remaining, or you know, if it is fatless, so fatless, or you know, retaining only a quarter of the fat comes at this stage rather than the first stage itself. See, once again, it becomes something like that. There's a few years back, uh, one company had uh, projected in the market saying that this is a oil. This oil is uh, devoid of uh, stickiness. That's what they used to tell. Basic definition of when there is no snehatva, then it is not sneha. It is not at all oil. If you remove that snehatva from that, like that, in a milk, if you alter its basic nature and market it for the other purposes, take out whatever you wanted and sell it in the market in other name and still you expect that should fit into the definition of the classical text? No, it won't fit. Very clearly, Acharya's what they said, milk is Dharoshna, the one which is taken or just uh, taken from the cow or it is without any manip manipulations. So such milk has to be taken care and that milk has to be subjected for a proper way of curdling and then it is subjected for churning and then uh, Navanita or butter is removed and whatever the remnant is there with little bit of fat in it, that is Takra. Then adding those Takra with the dilution, whatever the amount of water you want to dilute, then it becomes different. Gola, Udashvit and all those things, type of things. So it is typically, that is the way we need to understand. But presently you just observe, in hotels, if you go at the end of the thing, they'll provide you a cup of uh, dadi and to that they'll come always with a spoon of uh, sugar to that. Shall I add sugar, sir? He will ask the steward. That is the tendency, the how they project the things and once they started doing it hotels, they started eating the same thing and uh, something is projected. Similarly, recently where there is even trend that adding um, um, no, ice cream with gulab jamun, it has become a trending. 
because uh, the human nature is that we want to always try the new new things so we don't want to just to stick on to the basic thing which is good to the health we want to have something which is typically new one so they will go for all these combinations similarly the whole milk they made into several type of colored packets blue color um, saffron colored yellow colored uh, green colored packets based on percentage of fat whole milk homogeneous milk shubham milk so so many names have been given and it is been marketed it is for the sake of their marketing strategy they have done it but unfortunately typically one which is without any removal whatever the cow's milk provided that needs to be taken as or considered as milk and it has to pass through the stringent protocols or the definitions which is laid down in the classical text then only we can say it otherwise tomorrow they may say that chavana prasha without amalaki they may come out like that and um, oil without its snehatva recently one company has come with one capsule containing lashuna without smell how can you expect lashuna without smell garlic smell is not there they exaggerated it so then you cannot expect the, all the lakshanas or the karma which is attributed to the garlic which will come to the patient when it is used now we have removed something from that so that needs to be understood something which is natural to be taken as natural and which is what ayurveda has suggested and acharya has suggested whatever the things marketed or changed or altered is entirely a different thing and we need to understand depending upon what they have done it like for example takra if you get in the market a takra containing masala majge they call it as they added masala into that what is the masala it contains green chilies it contains ginger it contains um, garlic they added everything and in usually in typically at homes we make bersid majge that's what typically in karnataka what we do it for that we use uh, curry leaves and even uh, coriander leaves as well as even uh, to some extent even the hingu or the asafoetida or jeera or shunti typically because based on our interest in the flavoring or the its requirement we use it so definitely when this type of samskarana is done the quality of that buttermilk changes according to the the ingredients are the content which is added to that and, and also there's a question on constipation it, it, it was answered that neither curd nor not buttermilk is ideal in constipation as such but in a combination we say tilflower haritaki then the proposition changes but as such both are explained as grahi uh, with axalaka absorbent and not so very good uh, there's a question here yogurt or curd is supposed to have supposed to contain beneficial bacteria that breaks down food that is helps in digestion it is it is contraindicated during constipation it's just that uh, the refugees here them curd is not like a contraband substance or it's, it's not something not to have at all it it is to be having although not quite so regularly but with a lot of ifs and buts conditions and you know curd as such is used and just that it's used in the night is also somewhat restricted you know a lot of ifs and buts are also added there but otherwise curd is quite celebrated definitely curd can be taken but in moderation depending upon the season and the type of food what we take there are people who have a habit of consuming curd and milk and rice together but such continuation that combination continuously consuming may end up in skin conditions or if you develop a skin condition and you are having this habit of eating this combination then the itching and all those things will in- increase so that is the reason 
it is to be avoided because it is doshakaraka it is abhishandhi it blocks the channels it also increases the kapha and pitta curd but in general when it is this curd is mixed with excessy of sugar are added with some maricha to that then these lakshanas these qualities will reduce so that's the way the lassi preparation many varieties are done and when there is particularly in the season of summer many times actually speaking in summer it should be avoided but people are having a mind get a habit that they consume lassi during the entire northern india during those times summer times with a little bit of adding cooler material like even um, badam even almonds and cashews and all nuts into that so that is a typically the, that the, and it is highly nutritive those who are vataja persons they can consume it but only thing is whatever we consume we need to understand the basic nature of our body and how the body is taking it and what is the effect we are able to see once there is some harmful effects are seen then there should be stoppage of these things a reduction and there are certain general set of instructions like this particular curd should not be taken once there is a sunset because it is going to cause problem by its abhishandhi guna that's the reason uh, thank you uh, sir and uh, there is uh, another sort of interesting question here that if a person didn't consume dairy for many years that's seven year old because of the reactions like bloating diarrhea and passing loss of mucus in stool but who wanted to introduce again to the body how to make proper introduction of buttermilk what steps to take not to make it worse again is it possible to reintroducing and make it happen definitely if a person has a, any or consumed not consumed dairy products in 37 years then there should be some reason why he has not consumed maybe maybe having lactose intolerance or something like that or maybe by other reasons but what type of milk you are uh, having the are disposed of and whatever milk you can get it that is one thing second thing uh, classically explained milk if it is there and how you prepared it in the form of buttermilk you can introduce those buttermilk in a small quantities when you are introducing any new thing to the body because the question says that he has not used the dairy since last 37 years definitely and bloating and all those things definitely won't happen from this because it is going to be grahi in nature it is ushna in nature to some extent it helps in digestion breaking down the food and it absorbs the food it won't cause that mucus and all those things if the person is having a lactose intolerance then these things will happen otherwise it won't happen and also looking into the conditions here like passing a lot of mucus in stool and diarrhea buttermilk itself by definition is useful in that it being grahi is very useful like gurasatto sakrabasti uh, i think so sakrabasti can be one ideal uh, uh, way to introduce and also uh, since there are complaints rightly uh, pointed out by guruji sir there should be lactose intolerance or there should be some strong reason for the person to have or there is no practice of taking it at all somebody has advised so already 37 years at what age somebody has advised that person has taken seriously that also we need to see uh, i think uh, oral and uh, anal route both routes are there so we can uh, if it is uh, intolerant if it is mandatory if we need to introduce and if there are some uh, symptoms which are uh, there in the patient which is indicated there like bloating diarrhea etc we have two phases of the disease a vega avastha and an avega avastha where the symptoms are active and where there is an interval phase between two active phases in that interval period 
I think we can introduce the Takrabasti, which can be therapeutic as well as uh, curative and preventive. And uh, probably it also provides uh, a dose of probiotics and other things and the restores the gut flora, does many things. That is one uh, thing uh, I thought of suggesting here. You know, the person has not introduced buttermilk to the oral route for as long as his life. So better to introduce in, in a slow, low dose oral use before. No, no, no. Uh, what I was telling Dr. Weber is the person has not at all been used uh, uh, to take it through the oral route. Okay, we uh, so got it. So reasons, uh, Guruji sir has already said either it should be lactose intolerance for a pretty long period or not at all habituated to these uh, foods that is milk derivatives, anything, takra, dadi or whatever it is there. And the person plans to get it reintroduced. Now we have reintroduced. In spite of reintroducing that, the person is not tolerating. That is the point where I am trying to bring in Takravasti. It is good to start with the oral itself. So even after, because there was, we don't know the reason, there was intolerance or there was a rejection from the system or the person volunteered not to take those things. We are not sure. But in, see, that is an unknown food now. When we are introducing through the oral route, it is an unknown food at that particular time. It can act in any way. So we don't know how the system reacts, how the body reacts to the oral route. Okay, let us give in a small dose, smaller doses and see. In krama vurdhi krama, so like gradually increasing and slowly introducing the food just as we do to the kids that they have not taken and we will start it right from the scrap. So when we start giving those foods, what if we see intolerance again or serious intolerances, symptoms of serious intolerance? And still the person is uh, very much determined to take those uh, things, so that is the milk uh, products, that is buttermilk or curds or whatever. So that particular point, I am addressing that particular point where on reintroduction or new introduction also, the system is not responding properly. And if his system is demanding that Takra and Dadi be given, then the alternative pathway will be the uh, this one. So that is a Takra Basti or through the NL route. So that is what I was suggesting. Or even Takra Rishta, which was mentioned by Guruji sir. So it is medicine and also it has Takra. That that can be a point. Uh, so we can take that point also. We can introduce that instead of directly Takra Dadi. We'll see the tolerance. So it acts biphasic like it is therapeutic also. It uh, handles with diarrhea, bloating and other conditions. We should see before that we should see the AMA conditions. Again, Takra Rishta has ingredients which will take care of uh, uh, ama and other conditions see the condition of the patient and slowly introduce takra rishta and gradually shift to takra dadi uh, in that order so seeing the lagutva and gurutva of uh, uh, those foods probably takra rishta is the uh, can be the remedy for even lactose intolerance or you know, so there are some people especially in children the the mothers really want to give milk but you know it, it creates kind of bloating and other allergic reactions and whatnot probably right. takra rishta is the answer uh, and you know, if you do not get it from the market directly, it, it only contains like a takra, that is buttermilk along with carom seeds, amla, haritaki, uh, black pepper, and uh, salts. So even which is something can be prepared at home and quite be useful. Namaste, doctors. The question about Navaneet, I mentioned in my question, low fat not fat free so low and, and that low fat can even just be simply created by boiling milk and skimming of the cream before so if i've done that then then if uh, after churning is that buttermilk or still we should go through that uh, stage of removing that navneet that 
comes out that was what, what i wanted to just clarify my question see very simple whenever you do some samskara it may be agni samskara or whatever it is to the milk and you separate something as a fat maybe whole of fat or a portion of the fat it doesn't seem to be the original one so ayurveda very clearly said don't need to remove fat from it whatever it is there as naturally gifted from the cow we need to boil it and we need to go for curdling and we need to go for churning and all those things if the people because of their commercial interest or whatever it is or maybe with some consciousness that extra fat i can't take it and all those people if some portion of fat has been removed from that or it made as a low fat milk then also once you do the manthana it is considered takra but totally if you remove the fat then if you do manthana that what is going to get separated what is the use of that manthana process no no not manthana totally process. not totally like like i said like boil the milk just skim off the cream and then uh, now why you want to skim off the cream i take it to make ghee later on no 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 the ayurveda never said to do that way it's okay. very clearly you boil the milk then go for once it is cooled down put some curd make it curdling then go for churning then that whatever the churning you do it then the butter or navanita get separated then you have to separate the butter uh, butter or navanita from that then whatever left is uh, butter milk that is the process okay. but presently what we do we simply just boil and take up the cream to some extent and collect the cream regularly and then once in 10 days or 15 days then yes. we churn it and get the things that is other way of doing it yes so this re- the second way is not the correct not a good that way. is not actually the thing we are supposed to do it but it is an alternative method we have found out and we are doing but it is also takra because you have removed only some portion but still some portion of fat is remaining in that it is not totally f- f- fat free it is a low fat but still it is that there technically speaking without going any deviation from the classical text that we need to go with that without removing any cream from that you boil it allow it to cool down add curd then curdle it then go for churning okay thank you so much doctor there is another question here the one traditional food in tamil nadu and andhra pradesh uh, is cold or amli uh, typically made with ragi or bajra or jowar even in karnataka says that the the dhanya is cooked cooled down and kept partially immersed in water overnight then mixed with buttermilk and salt next morning and taken without heating uh, is this mentioned in ayurveda text and what are the benefits yeah there are such gruels mentioned even in ayurveda they are called as kanji or ganji we called as typically they would be uh, you know more helpful in digestive disorders and even uh, in northern india it is called as saktu there is this uh, uh, question uh, which which was related to dr rajina kansar's point that it's a bit confusing to understand doing exercise in indigestion state as i thought all the ayurveda all ayurveda suggests doing half an hour work after me if not <coughs> if food is taken 3 to 4 hours to digest then when should one take a walk uh, there is some confusion here that indigestion state uh, is a, i mean what dr rajinikanth was talking about is a disease not just you know when the food is not digested uh, and and also uh, of course this vyayama is it is one of the uh, you know pachana methods Uh, for that uh, sake i mean exercise is indicated in indigestion but that is when 
it is, is only that individualization of a very mild nature. They're just uh, doing Vyama would help in, uh, help, help in uh, you know, getting rid of ama or you know, to, to do the pachana effect. But in, in a case where you know, very well established chronic indigestion or chronic aruji that we cause, Agnimadhyaya, so there doing Vyama might cause the dosha to move from the gut to the other place. Which One was thing, uh, half an hour walk after meal, Ayurveda suggests, where it is suggested? Not nowhere. Yeah, that is that's also a little. So classical reference, if you if you want from Ayurvedic perspective, in Susurut Samhita, what Susurut told is immediately after walking, we should uh, sleep on left side position, 15 minutes. There is a order. After this 15 minute uh, sleep on left side, we should walk 100 uh, steps. And after uh, walking 100 steps, we must sit like a king while uh, open chest, how king uh, sits on his uh, gadi, Raj gadi. This is the reference of Susurut Samhita. There is no reference that uh, we should walk half an hour after uh, taking food. Yeah, I, I think there is one... one uh, Moreover, you see, there is a typical way of understanding things. Vyayama means it is almost all our exercises. But strolling, simply uh, a slow walking that usually you do it after taking the food uh, that is not considered as a vyayama when there is something is done briskly and it results in svedana then it is called as vyayama and the vyayama is the one which should you know take away your half of energy vyayama ardha shaktihi that is the place where you have to stop it so that is what the in term of what is the mentioning is that Soon after food, you should not do any Vyayama, it is said. But after the night food or the evening food, strolling is mentioned. Means slow movement, casual walking. It is not brisk walking and doesn't fall in the category of Vyayama. So that we need to understand. Moving to the last one probably for today. Can we take Caridin rainy season? It's probably quite okay to take Caridin rainy season. I there is there are three seasons in which it is not so recommended uh it's told as harmful during autumn summer and spring this is from Samhita. Uh, but it is not contraindicated in rainy season and probably it's good to take with that we come to an end end to this session see you all next uh, with the next session of guru session namaste